Welcome to Transformation. I'm Don Wick with the Red River Farm Network, your host for this podcast series. This project is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and numerous stakeholders throughout our region. Folks like the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council, the North Dakota Wheat Commission, and Ag Country Farm Credit Services. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention indicates suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. But out of the major occupations, farmers have the highest level of suicide. Those are statistics, but today we hear a very personal story. Today we hear from Dale Zaratka from Lankin, North Dakota. Dale and Bonnie Zaratka's son, Nathan, took his own life just a couple of years ago. Dale, let's, uh, let's start by way of introduction. Tell us, about, uh, tell us about Nathan. So my son, Nathan, he was 29 years old when, when he passed away from suicide. You know, he grew up on a rural North Dakota farm, just like most all the other farm kids out there. You know, he, he, he did all the, the things that, that kids do, you know, sports and, and played with his sisters on the farm and had forts and was just a normal kid. And, and a very caring, very gentle uh, person that just loved the outdoors and, and loved uh, to watch others enjoy themselves. And a very, very, very kind and gentle kid, but, but grew up very normal. And as, as he aged, as he got into his 20s, he, he started to have more of the issues that as we look back at this, we can see that, that they were signs of, of what was about to happen. So tell me, he, he came back to the farm, he started a family, correct? He, he did, yeah. He, uh, he came back, he, farming was his, he said, Dad, that's my only life, that's the only thing I ever want to do is farm and till the soils and smell the, the earth and be a part of agriculture. And so he got married to his wife, Crosley, and then they had a son by the name of Kellen, and they lived on a farm. They had just bought a farm, stayed about five miles from, from our farming operation and about a year before and was seemed to be very happy. And they had their their chickens and their ducks and geese, and, and they were starting their life together and, and seemed very happy in that. So, real personal story, Dale, can you tell us what happened? Yeah, so, so Nathan... Uh, on February 5th, unknown to his wife and to us, and, and took his life with no indication that that was going to happen. I'll say in all the years of knowing him, both his mother and I and, and his wife would say that he had never talked about suicide. He had never said that things were bad, that, that he was going to commit suicide or thought ever about committing suicide. Looking back, Dale, were there any warning signs or anything that you, you maybe trigger now that you see? Yeah, there sure was. You know, it's 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 like everything in life. It's so easy to look back, but but going forward, it was difficult. But yeah, there were. You know, he he ended up. I'll say the last few years, he would he would have I'll say real bouts of anger where he would get so mad at real small situations and. And I said, you know, everybody has days where they're not happy, but he had he had situations where he would just get so angry. He physically changed, you know, he lost a lot of weight. And his friends would say afterwards that each one of them said, well, yeah, I hadn't heard from Nathan in a while. And I tried calling, he just didn't answer. And, 
And uh, so it was kind of an alienation of the friends. And so he did he did separate himself from others. It's got to be tough. All those those kind of what if scenarios keep rolling around in your head. I'm thinking they sure do. You know, we just wish you could go back and and see them. And I'll say, you know, that they were normalized. You know, every day they get a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And so we, as a family, thought it was, I'll say, normal. But it wasn't. When we look back, you know, it escalated a little bit more and a little bit more, and we never understood that it was happening because it happened so slowly to us. Obviously, there's a, a stigma, I think, when we talk about issues of, of mental health, suicide in, in particular. Tell me, Dale, why do you want to share uh, Nathan's story? Well, it is extremely hard to share the story. Uh, we, we, we want to keep Nathan's name alive we would love to keep nathan alive but we can't do that but 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 if we can help somebody if somebody out there don can hear our voices and and know that that they can see some of the symptoms in their family or their friends or their parents and and can help one person i think i know we owe it to society to say there is there is hope there's 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 lots of great reasons to, to be out there and be you know active in in life, and so we need to share this as much as we don't want to. We we need to because you're right. The stigma of, of suicide uh, has been to sweep it under the carpet and, and not talk about it and, and just move on when when it's uh, it's an illness like cancer and others that there are there are help and you can you can get great help and and I always say it's. It's, it's all the survivors that, that you leave behind. You know, Nathan left a beautiful, fun wife and a, and, a, and a great son and his family and his sisters and his mother and father and all of his friends. And, uh, and they hurt. They hurt. This has been over two years now, and they still hurt every single day to the bottoms of their heart. And so it's the people that get left behind that, that I think create, have all the hurt. And so... I say we owe it to society to to try to help Don and do what we can in, in agriculture, especially with with the rate of suicides that are happening uh, in the stressful times in agriculture. Uh, I, I, it's out there. It's out there in every family and every community. Should we be more open to talking about it? Do you think, Dale? I think absolutely. I, I, it, it's hard. It's hard. We're especially, I'll say, as men. You know, we, we talk about so many things and we talk about uh, the weather and we talk about markets and we talk about, you know, the price of chemicals. And I've always said, you know, I, I could control some of those things and I and I tried to be so good at some of that. And, and here there was something that was so near and dear to me that was on my inside circle and I couldn't see it happening. And, and that's, that's what hurts me the worst is that it was so close to me and, and I and I couldn't help, and and so yeah, we we absolutely need to talk more about it. We need to uh, communicate it with. I said through if it's through a window of your pickup when you stop and talk to your neighbor and have a laugh, or it's to stop by and see somebody. Uh, it it's out there and it's happening, and and we've talked before that it's not a certain part of society that it's in. It's in everybody from CEOs on down to uh, people like ourselves that uh, that this happens to.
and I think in particular in agriculture, we, we kind of isolate ourselves. We're very individualistic, and you got things like weather and markets and, and stuff that's uh, that's beyond our control. Do you have advice for others that, that may be going through some of these kind of challenges or, or maybe see it in some others in their family or friends? I think our advice would be to look around you and see that. And, and, and again, going back to some other statements, but don't normalize it. Don't say that every day it gets a little bit worse, but it's okay. And at some point you have to say, we have to find some help. We have to get some, some professional help. And that's not even necessarily the person that's ill, but the people around them so that they can understand what's happening. Uh, I, I think we need to talk about it more. I think that we can we can do so many things for this situation if we if we understand that it's happening. But but the first part is to understand that it's out there and that it's that it's happening to people. If we see somebody that's that's maybe dealing with depression or, or some kind of challenge, reach out to them. But then reach out to them again. I would say keep uh, keep on keeping on in in this case. Yeah, I think. You have to keep asking. You know, people are very proud, and they don't want to talk about it. So it's it's not, you know, maybe one, you know, how are you doing? It might be five of those, and you might have to look them right in the eyes and, and, and make them uh, understand that that's what they need to talk about. And um, it's it's getting over this hump of not not talking about it. What do you want folks to, to know about Nathan? What do you want them to, to take away from this? You know, I, the, that... He had a family, he had a child, we all loved him so dearly, and he was a great human being, he was a great person, you know, he grew up, he was fun, he was happy, he was so, you know, involved in, in life, and uh, and as that started to slip away, I wish we could have seen that, and so uh, I, I want others to know that, that, that uh, we had a great son there, and he... He slipped away on us right under our fingers, and, and I want others to see that that's possible in their families and that and that they can stop it before it ends as terribly as it did for us. How are you and, and Bonnie and, uh, and the family holding together through all this, Dale? You know, again, it's still very difficult. We talk. We talk a lot, which is great. Um, we I think we have a very open relationship to discuss this uh, every day we talk. You know, we'll, like all deaths, we'll pull through this, we'll, we'll move on, but, uh, you know, we will never totally recover. There's the loss of a son, there's your comments, the stigma of, of suicide. Uh, it's the hurt for myself that, that couldn't fix it before this happened, and uh, I, I wanted to have this discussion with you, Don, because there's others out there, we, we can save one person somewhere. We have to have these discussions. And, and, and I, my hat's off to the Red River Farm Network for um, putting out this formation and, and working towards this. Because, again, without discussions and without getting out there in front of people, it, it isn't going to happen. Our special thanks to Dale Zaratka and, and all of Nathan Zaratka's family and friends for allowing us to share this story. Please remember help is available through the free confidential Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline. It's available 24-7. All calls are answered by trained staff and volunteers. That helpline number, 833-600-2670. 
You can also visit minnesotafarmstress.com. All these links are available on the Red River Farm Network website. That's rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Transformation is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network in cooperation with the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. This project is funded by the National Institute of Health, the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health, and numerous stakeholders, including the North Dakota Farmers Union, Minnesota Corn Growers Association, North Dakota Soybean Council, and others. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.